0: people have to find about blowing up you know what i'm saying like feeling better living better better location what he yeah. failed to tell you was when you're on my time i can reclaim it i he left that out so i'm reclaiming my time please who are you rooting for tonight i'm rooting for um everybody black betting on black tonight i'm sorry for the realness Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to a special takeover episode of Network and Spill. Whitney is under the weather right now. I think she caught dysentery or something, I don't really know. But she's feeling sick, doesn't have a voice, and still said the show must go on. So she asked me to step in and be your host for this week. Like I said, the show must go on, right? So my name is Effa, aka Fe, and I actually host a different podcast called Queen's Table Talk. I'll get into that more towards the end, but um, we talk about a lot of things that are pertinent to young black women, women of color, and just millennials in general. So definitely if you like what you hear here today, go ahead and check us out. Like I said, I'll give more information about us towards the end of the show. Aside from that, I'm just an all-around media person currently living in Los Angeles. Um, I actually am born and raised in New Jersey, and so that's going to be kind of the topic of today's discussion, but I'm a Jersey girl, 973 phone number is still in my pocket, and I have lived in all four of the major cities in California. So that's Sacramento, Bay Area, Los Angeles, and San Diego. Not necessarily in that order. And essentially, I was talking to Whitney and she was basically asking me what I felt like I was an expert on and what I wanted to talk about. And at one point, we got to the point of like us discussing how I've moved around a bunch and been able to essentially start over, I want to say, four times now in the last couple of years. And it's really hard and really frustrating for a lot of people to do that. So I'm hoping that today, like, you'll have a little bit of fun with me. You'll enjoy my ridiculous stories. Hopefully, you don't mind my potty mouth if some curses slip out and I just want to kind of give you guys whatever tips and advice I can about what it's like to actually move to a completely new place that you have no experience being in, no, you know, friends, no connections, no anything. I'm really just starting your life over from scratch because it's a really difficult thing to do and it's really hard to even just wrap your mind around that concept if you've never done it before. One thing that I will say is if you plan to move somewhere by yourself, And I'm saying you don't have a boyfriend, a husband, a best friend, a sister, a cousin, like auntie, great grandma three times removed if you're planning to move somewhere. And you don't have people in that place that you know and love and trust. You have to know and love and trust yourself, first and foremost. And I know that sounds kind of corny and really cheesy and like really motivational speakery. But at the end of the day, the one thing that I have learned from moving around a lot and having to basically restart my life every time is just that I have grown so much and I've grown so much stronger, so much more resilient and so much more independent than I ever thought I could be and I do not think that it's possible to really do that if you're a person who doesn't have that sort of strength of will and strength of mind and you may not have it at this moment but do you at least have the faith in yourself to believe that you can develop that because ultimately, moving is lonely, especially when you just get to a place and you don't know anybody except for maybe your coworkers or your neighbor, or maybe if you have a roommate or something like that. I mean, it is really, really lonely and it can get really sad really quickly. It can just entirely tear down everything that you thought you were going to build up. So you have these great dreams of living in New York and what that sounds like, and then you get there and you're all by yourself. But um, we're going to get into that whole idea soon because I sort of want to talk about just the fact of how difficult moving moving is and things that I feel like a lot of people don't think to do. Okay, so first things first, let's go ahead and talk about just the idea of moving. What sort of things should you be looking at? Because I know that there's a lot of people out there who have never had to move out completely before on their own or their only experience with moving out was maybe like, living away at college where you lived on campus maybe even if you had off-campus housing there was some sort of help and you know it was just a lot easier for you to figure out your life than it is for you to do at 25 35 48 whatever age you are listening to this but basically I think that one of the first things people don't realize when you're moving is that you should never move to a place just to say you live there moving to LA just to say you live in LA moving to Atlanta just to say you live in Atlanta moving to Wisconsin just to say you live in Wisconsin which I don't know why you would do that but if that's impressive to the people in your life, then whatever. But you should never move to a place just to be able to say that you're from there, just to be able to claim it, just to be able to say, I live in the same place as Beyonce or whatever you want to do with your life. Because ultimately like where you live sets up everything. Your um, work prospects, your romantic prospects, what kind of financial future you can hope to have. So if you're not thinking about realistically what makes sense for you, then you're probably going to end up in a really shitty place unless you're just one of those super lucky people for whom life always works out. But I know people who work in the tech industry and want to move to LA. Like why would you do that? If you're going to move to California, go to Silicon Valley. If you're trying to save money, go to Austin. Like there's so many better places. To be, if you want to do tech, then in LA, unless you are trying to be, I don't know, an Imagineer at Disney or work in some sort of tech entertainment space or something like that. But really, I think that the first thing to think about when you're going to move somewhere is why do you want to move and find places that fit that. And it's not always going to be a big name city. Like it might be, like I said, that you move to Austin instead of Dallas or Houston. It might be San Antonio. You know, it might be Kalamazoo, Missouri. I don't really know what's in Kalamazoo, but I'm sure that it's. It's got some sort of industry for people who want to work in whatever industry that is. Speaking from personal experience, I wanted to work in the entertainment industry. I have always had this passion for content creation, and in college, I studied TV production, and I studied digital media production, and I studied social marketing. And for me, it just felt like either I could go to LA, where that's like the hub of all of these things, or I could go to a place like you know, staying in Jersey and be and try to work in New York or I could go to maybe like Atlanta or one of these other cities that are sort of doing the same thing but for me at the end of the day I wanted to live in LA because that's where my industry was and also I don't know if you guys are from the northeast but have you ever seen snow Like I don't like it. I don't need any more of it for my life. I had snow for a good solid 23 years and I'm over it Okay, you know what? I'm a short person. I'm an impatient person I hated having to get up in the morning scrape my car off wait for it to heat up That's an extra like 15 minutes before I even get on the road and take my 45 minute commute to princeton or whatever wherever I was working Then I just gotta like be grumpy all day knowing that I have to go back out And do this again before I head home. I hated the snow. So I wanted to live in Southern California because all I knew was that it doesn't snow there and that that's where the entertainment industry was. So I made my move based off of those two things. Motivation can be anything, it can be something as simple and as ridiculous as not wanting snow and not wanting to live in the cold. It can be something like, You want to just move to a place where you get to start over. You want to move to a place where you can experience a different culture and different food. So maybe you're moving from Iowa to New Orleans. It can be that you want to live your best life in your early 20s. And so you move to Miami because you really intend on partying every single night of your life. That's a terrible motivation, but if it's yours, follow your bliss, you know, and plan accordingly. But yeah, all motivations matter. So move to wherever you're moving to based off of what you're seeking to get out of the location. Don't move there just for the name, just for some sort of clout, just to say that you live there. Those are all ridiculous reasons. You have to understand what you're going to get from this place because ultimately you might be less happy when you end up getting to a place and it doesn't give you anything back. On a more practical level, I'm hoping that this is common sense information, but apparently it's not. You guys really have to look up the cost of living in the area that you're going to move to and you need to not just look at how much is rent, but how much is rent compared to what the average salary is of your job. Because moving to LA, one thing I learned real quick was all these like entry and like mid level jobs entertainment they're not trying to pay you no money because everybody here wants to do the same thing as me and so they can pay forty thousand dollars knowing dag on, well that a one-bedroom apartment costs me sixteen hundred and that's just the rent alone no utilities included how am i supposed to afford to eat my entire paycheck would just simply go to my rent every single month like here take all my money Looking up that cost of living definitely helped me because I didn't think about it initially when I moved to Cali. I actually moved from Jersey to the Bay Area for about a month and then relocated to Sacramento. I moved because of work. I had a job that offered to help me move out to California in order to build out a new office that they were creating in Sacramento. I was fortunate. Not everybody has that option. I was fortunate to have a boss who was willing to put up money in order to help me move. And I had family that were able to put up money to help me move. So I didn't have to think about those kind of things right off the bat. But it was a quick realization when I was up in Sacramento and decided that I didn't like the company I was working for. I had loved the one I worked at in New Jersey. I had loved the one I trained at in the Bay Area. And then when I got to Sacramento, it was a completely different atmosphere. I didn't like where I was on a day to day basis. I thought that my work was too long and exhausting and hard and tiring. And I just got sick of it really, really quickly. So for me, it was just like, man, I don't enjoy anything about what I'm doing here. I decided that I wanted to move. So that's when I started looking into Los Angeles and I realized that there was no way I was going to move there. I realized it was too expensive and I didn't have the savings. I realized that I had no connections. I had no job lined up, no job prospects. And for the jobs that I wanted, I looked like a pretty weak candidate. So I was kind of SOL and just sort of had to make do. For those of y'all who don't know, SOL is shit out of luck. Use it. So, for me, I ended up moving down to San Diego and had to move in with my sister for a little while. And it was just kind of fate that she ended up moving there around the time that I quit my job in Sacramento. And I was really just trying to work these other side gigs. At one point, I think I had three jobs up there. And I was trying to just save money so that I could move on my own to LA. But it quickly became very apparent that that was unrealistic. So, I moved in with my sister who was living in San Diego and I figured out the cost of living over there because. Even if I was going to be down there, I wanted to be independent and I wanted to be on my own. And I quickly realized, oh, wow, this is a lot more expensive than even New Jersey was. So I got my stuff together. I think I ended up living with my sister for about a year and a couple months. And then I was able to move out on my own because I had saved enough money for an apartment. I had gotten my credit score to where it needed to be in order to be approved. And I had found and kept a stable job that I knew was going to be able to afford the lifestyle that I wanted to live. It really took a lot of effort for me to set up that life in San Diego and I had to restart that exact same process when I finally did get to move to LA. So I was fortunate. I came up here. I actually had two job offers and I was able to accept one and then I basically based my life off of that and what I thought this is going to be the money I'm going to make. This is going to be where I want to live and so on and so forth and I figured out my life from there. But really understanding the finances involved in where you're going to move to is a huge deal. Also in terms of cost of living, just remember to factor in the little things like car insurance is more here than it is in Florida, you know, so that's an extra expense. The gas here is way more expensive than it is in New Jersey or Georgia. And there's all sorts of little things that just add up over time. And if you're not thinking about that, then it's easy for you to think that you have enough money and ultimately end up living paycheck to paycheck or having to, you know, work a side gig just to make ends meet. There's nothing wrong with that, but if you can avoid it, it'd be great. And if you can cut costs with things like moving in with a roommate for a couple of months until you feel like you're situated and have an understanding of where your finances lie, then do that. I highly recommend that wherever you're going to move to, try and do some sort of like couch surfing, Airbnb, something like that before you sign off on any apartments. Actually, that's a good topic to talk about, apartment hunting because I hate it especially in LA I think the LA and New York and probably you know Silicon Valley area all these really expensive places to live are sort of notorious for how they will stick you into a shoebox and charge you three thousand dollars a month to live there legit like I can't even barely fit my shoes in this place and you're gonna charge me all this money absolutely ridiculous but um that's something that I think that you should definitely think about when you're moving to a new place because I would never at this point sign off on living in a place without having seen it in person i can't tell you how many places look so much better on the websites or craigslist or whatever in the pictures that they take and then you get there and you're like oh this was a picture from when you first made it like 10 years ago it's trash now it's completely different so if you're going to move anywhere definitely try and look at the apartment before you sign off on anything perfectly fine to give like a soft commitment to somebody and just say, hey, when I actually move out there, I'm going to stay in an Air- Airbnb for a couple of days. And after that, you know, I'll be able to see the place, check it out, make sure that I actually want to stay there, and then I'll sign on the dotted line. But if you absolutely hate it, you have a little bit of time to look at some other options while you're there too. So definitely, if you can, um, look at the apartment before you sign off on anything. And if your company offers any sort of ro- relocation help, take it because the people who live there are going to know a lot more about it than you. I know I just mentioned the company that you work for, but that's not going to be everybody's reality. I firmly believe that if you're going to move to a new place, you should try and line up a job before you get there because money is one of the hardest things to find. And especially when you're in a new place, you don't want to have to worry about moving across the country or down the street or wherever the heck you're going. And then also having to think about, okay, now how am I going to pay for all of this? It's much better to move somewhere already having that part figured out, and then you can sort of mold your life around it because it's so difficult. And I'm figuring this out like right now, but it's so difficult to move somewhere and then have your costs already sort of set in stone, and then still have to figure out how to make enough money in order to afford that life or where you can cut costs. Because the last thing that you want to do is end up finding out okay, so I now have a job that pays me half as much as I anticipate needing, and so now. Now I've got to work uber and postmates and instacart and I also do some task rabbit jobs and I sell plasma and I also you know am on craigslist every here and there just looking at gigs and then I go and do some day labor jobs on the weekend and then when do you ever sleep when do you eat when do you have any time to go and enjoy the new life that you've gone and try and set up for yourself it's absolutely ridiculous and I feel like if you're gonna make the effort to move somewhere new you might as well try and enjoy the new life that you've set up all right so I'm bouncing around a lot I know but this is kind of just how my mind works so um This is me with notes, so I'm really sorry guys if it's like hard to follow along, but hopefully you're getting these little nuggets of information and it's starting to make some kind of sense to you. Now, the last thing that I really want to talk about when it comes to moving is just that you can't rely on other people to help you move. This is a hard truth that unfortunately I've had to go through literally every time I moved and I've moved, I want to say five or six times in the last five years. You can't rely on your friends. You can't rely on your family. You can't rely on your boyfriend, your girlfriend friend, your sister's auntie, cousin, uncle, auntie twice removed. You can't rely on anybody else to help you but yourself. So you really have to sit and think to yourself, okay, am I going to give myself a couple of days, a week, however long to pack up? all the shit that I need to take with me to wherever I'm going? Or am I going to just save up a little bit of money, pay some professionals to do this? And if so, how much does that cost? And you're not always going to be able to find somebody who's going to do these things for the cheap. Like, you can't realistically be like, I'm sure I can pay somebody $50 to pack up my entire one-bedroom apartment and load it onto a truck. That's never going to happen. I'm sorry, sis. If you find that, please send that person my way because next time I move, I'm not doing it myself. I'm sick and tired of this shit. If you are going to hire somebody else to move your stuff, still sort of try to stay organized. Make sure that you're with them when they're packing things up so that you can tell them how you want things separated, where you want them labeled, etc. Make sure you go over with the person exactly what to expect and that you have an idea of those costs as well. I'm very big on like finances and understanding money and understanding what you're getting into with everything that you do. And I think that a lot of that comes from me being a very big pre-planner. The one thing that pretty much all of my friends can agree on is that I'm good with money. It doesn't matter if I have... $50, I'm going to figure out how to pay my rent. I don't care how much it costs. I'm going to figure it out. I can make a dollar stretch or I can make a dollar appear. I can make a dollar work hard for me and at the end of the day that results in things like having good credit having people rely on you and having people know that you're good for it if you have to promise to pay them later and do an IOU the whole point of this is that you can't rely on other people so if you have to pay somebody to do it then make sure you look up those costs and make sure that you plan ahead for that and give yourself enough time and money to do so and if you gotta pack yourself then pack yourself Still, ask around. I know every time that I've moved, I've literally just sent out texts to everybody that I know. Sometimes it's some randomest person that you think, I don't even really hang out with this person or I've only met them one or two times, but those might be the ones who are the most willing to help. So don't always assume that your best friends are gonna come through or that that big burly guy that you know is gonna come and carry out your dresser for you with no problems. People always wanna know what's in it for them. So if you're not offering to pay them, if you're not offering to do some specific favor, if they're not a person who already owes you something or is indebted to you, then you can't just think that they're going to go ahead and do stuff for you. Fun fact, I actually helped Whitney move twice because other people fell through on her. And um, it was really frustrating for the both of us. Like we're just sitting there thinking, wow, okay, so all this shit that I've done for you or all of these, you know, memories that we share, things that we've done over the last however many years. And now when I really need you for a favor, You're nowhere to be found. And I know what that feels like. And that's why for me, when Whitney asked me for help, I was like, girl, I'm not the strongest, but we could figure out how to get this couch out your storage unit. Whatever has to happen is going to happen. You know, (laughs) so like I said, ask people because you never know who's going to come through and ultimately that's when you learn who's really in your corner That's when you learn who was raised right who's got a good mom somewhere in their back pocket in their head telling them God helps those who help themselves and i'm not even religious But i'm gonna say that because (laughs) I truly believe in karma And I think that people who help you are usually the good people and those are the ones that you want to keep in your life All right, so let's set the stage You've already moved. You're now sitting in your new fancy apartment in Los Angeles and you're going into your first day of work the next day. But the only thing that you can think about is how am I going to set my life up? What do I want? What am I doing here? How am I going to make any friends? Life is going to be miserable. I firmly believe that the loneliest time in your life is when you first move to a new city. Point blank period. You are basically in a place where the only people that you know are probably your landlord and maybe a neighbor or two, the guys who helped you move into your apartment, the lady at the U-Haul reception desk, and then your coworkers. So the first way to make sure that the loneliness doesn't get to you is to see if you like your coworkers, who for better or worse are kind of the people that you have to spend every day with. And honestly, I can't say that I've worked many jobs where I genuinely got along with all my coworkers or even a good amount of my coworkers, but I've always been able to find one or two people who make the workday bearable. And whether that means me slacking them in meetings, um, just having fun and talking on the side or us meeting up and getting lunch together and you know, just walking away from campus where we can kind of decompress and hang out and have fun without our supervisors stumbling into the same cafeteria. I mean, it's just helpful for you to try and bond with somebody at work but that's not always going to be possible and for me personally I find myself working in a lot of environments where I'm the youngest person in the office by far and I mean by like 20 years or so. And it can be really difficult for me to just form a connection with a person who I don't have anything in common with. We don't have the same life that we go home to. I don't have kids and husbands waiting on me. I don't have these great, you know, vacation trips to uh, China and Morocco and wherever else. I don't have these things going on in my life. What I have is like student loan debt. What I have is a car that's got scratches all over the bumper. What I have is not what you have. And so for me, it's difficult to form a connection and to really bond with you i can have a great working relationship but one of the notes that i always end up getting is that people feel like they don't know me and that's because when you guys are having conversations about your kids and what school to go to i have nothing to chime in about so if you're not finding happiness with your coworkers, then you're really gonna have to search outside of that to set up your social circle guys this is where i found out that i'm actually really good at this i'm great at social networking who would have thunk it I mean, I did go to school for it, so I'd hope so, but <laughs> um I'm pretty good at figuring out where to find people that I like. And it's something that's really hard to do, but thank God for the internet because there's so many different ways to do it these days. In San Diego, I really utilized Meetup. It's a website where people can start groups or whatever. You know, you can say that you're a group for Black girls who like to hike, or anybody interested in Buddhism, or really as uh, specific as, like, nerds from New Jersey who did a semester abroad in France and are really into Dragon Ball Z. Like... It doesn't matter what you want your group to be about. I'm sure that you can find one or two people who have similar interests. So either you can start your own group and just wait on people to join and have meetups with them, or you can go out and search for what groups are already on there in your area and attend a meetup or two. You typically don't have to pay for them unless it's something like you guys going to attend a movie together, going out to happy hour or something like that. And they can just be, like I said, a really good way to meet like-minded people. And it just kind of gives you... A foot to go into things with. I already know that we're all into the same thing. So, worst case scenario, I can talk to you about Game of Thrones. Worst case scenario, I can talk to you about my natural hair problems. Worst case scenario, I can talk to you about travel. You know, whatever the group is based on. That's your connection when you get in there. And then you can find some really great friendships formed from that. I'm pretty sure that I met Whitney through some meetup. um, And I met a lot of my really good friends in San Diego from other meetup groups. And it's a great way to also branch off into other things. So you might go to a meetup and meet somebody. And then you find out that they do the same stuff as you. And they're in this other professional organization. And they invite you to something there. So you meet a couple more people over there. Or they're really into a certain kind of like music. So you guys go to a concert and you meet some other people there little things like that are really useful and it doesn't have to be something like meetup.com I mean you can go back on Facebook I know not a lot of people are really on it anymore but I love it for its networking capabilities at this point there's a lot of groups on there go on join a couple of things in your area like I said that interest you and find some people to hang out with on Friday and Saturday night just like go just go I know that that's the scariest part about it, but I don't care if you have to take a shot. I don't care if you have to take a puff, take an edible. Like, I don't know what you do in your personal lives, guys. I try not to judge, but whatever it takes to get you that courage to get up and go out and meet new people, do it. It's terrifying. I hate it. I get such bad social anxiety, but you would never know it if you saw me out in a social setting. I just, like, so you guys know how Beyonce has her like alter ego Sasha Fierce. She basically, you know, when she goes out on stage and she's performing, she says that's me doing my thing. That's me doing my job. That's me being out there and being this personality. And then I can be a completely different person when I'm at home with my family and my friends. That's what you guys need. You need your Sasha Fierce face that goes and faces the community and that tells the world like, hey, I'm here and I'm open and I want to meet new people. And that's the face that you need to put on when you go into these social settings. If you need any extra tips on that, hit me up. If you're in the LA area and you need like a wingman. I'll go to stuff with you depending on what it is. I'm not going to go to like an alt-right rally. I'm sorry. Actually, if you're an alt right person, I don't really know why you're listening to this and how you made it this far into the, the podcast. But if you have a network that you can already tap into from being Greek or the college you went to, or maybe like your background, if you are your ethnicity, you know, definitely look into that as well. If you have any friends or family in the area, I would definitely say hit them up and be like, hey, I know I haven't seen you in however long, but I'm looking for some cool stuff to do. Do you want to go out and grab drinks? Or do you have any suggestions of where I should go to meet some other people like me. For me personally, one big thing that I found a challenge since living in California was that I'm constantly looking for black people. And depending on where you live, this may or may not be a struggle that you deal with every day. But I grew up in the Northern part of New Jersey, like 30 minutes outside of New York, melting pot of America. Like when they talk about those liberal people on the coast, they were talking about me and the people that lived around me. I had so much diversity around me. I had so many Black people around me, so many African people around me. Like, I could find people just like me walking down the street to go grab some Starbucks. It was that easy. Mm, Not Starbucks. We did Dunkin' Donuts, really. It was just like a culture shock for me when I moved to California and I had to hunt for Black people. When I was living in Sacramento, like, I found some Black people, but... They were few and far between. And even the people they hung out with weren't always black. And when I lived in San Diego, um, I think the population there was maybe like 6% black. Like overall, 6%. I was, I don't, I didn't even understand it because to me, being in a big city meant that there was going to be a lot of diversity and that there was going to be a lot of black people because we're so prevalent in America. So I find that for me personally, when I go to a new city, it's really important for me to figure out where I'm going to find the black people. And if I can, where I'm going to find the African people, because I'm African, there are certain cultural things that are just so much easier for me to discuss with somebody who has immigrant parents or who came from a different country or just has that sort of same background and upbringing and I can make jokes about and I can talk about the food and I can talk about the music. We have that sort of shared cultural background. So if that's something that's important to you, definitely go out and find it. If it's not, then hey, maybe you don't need to find people from the same ethnic background, but maybe you really like to be around people that are cultured and like art and music and travel and people. That are really into history and people that are really into podcasting. Like, whatever it is you're looking for, I promise you that if you just do a Google search, you'll find social networks, groups, websites, whatever that can lead you to those people. And especially because hanging out with people who are either from the places you've moved to or who have lived there for a while, it'll help you to pick up on kind of social cues that you might not be aware of. For instance, I didn't realize that I was coming off as like rude and disrespectful and stuff like that to a lot of people down in San Diego because I just act like I'm from the Northeast. You know, we keep our heads down when we're walking down the street. You're not smiling and saying hi to everybody the way that they do in Diego. That was something new for me. Like people would just strike up a conversation with me in the elevator and I'd be like, are you a crazy person? Like I would, this would never happen to me in the elevator in New Jersey. We just don't talk to strangers like that. Um, we very much cute to ourselves and just mind our own business. We have a very blunt, straightforward way of talking about things. And out here in Cali, people like to be a lot more, how do I say? A lot more laid back, a lot more, not necessarily dancing around the subject, but a little bit more elusive. So for me, kind of learning how to speak in a way that didn't necessarily offend people or make them think that I was attacking them, but really sort of still being able to get my points across and do what I need to do in an efficient way that felt genuine to me. But there's all kinds of social cues that I probably never would have really picked up on if I hadn't just been talking to other people and asking them about their experiences here. And a lot of that did come from other transplants who came from Chicago, who came from New York, who came from DC, and they've been living out here and they're like, yeah, you kind of have to learn how to do X, Y, and Z or you have to communicate with other people that this is how you work, this is how you communicate, and that sort of sets them up to be a lot more comfortable with you. I definitely have found a lot more success after figuring out how to do that little like code switching and those social cues are so important just for everyday life. So um, I would definitely encourage you to set up your life and be social and meet people. And if you need help with that, hit me up. But I'm at the point now where a lot of the time, if something's not worth my effort, I'm going to just sit at home. I'm gonna watch my Netflix queue. It is long and I've never gotten through the whole thing and I keep on adding stuff to it. So, you know, hit me up if you need, if you have questions and if you wanna know how to get over that social anxiety and how to like take that first step of going somewhere new and not feeling like you're gonna freak out and worrying about if people are gonna like you and so on and so forth. Because I promise you, if you just put yourself out there, a number of people are going to gravitate towards you regardless, whether or not the first person that you meet in Los Angeles becomes your best friend for life is completely irrelevant it might take you a couple of tries but just getting out there and meeting people and hanging out with them is going to help you find them and so yeah you might make a friend and then lose them two months later because you realize you're not really compatible but that's fine friends are just like dating it's fine to go out with a person hang out with them think that you're interested in the same stuff and then ultimately realize that you're just not made for one another i know that sounds weird but when you're making new friends you kind of have to think about it that way. Speaking of dating, um that also might be hard. Yeah. I am not the person to ask for dating advice because I've been single for a very long time, probably because I can't seem to stay in one place for more than like a year. But um dating is definitely going to be hard anywhere that you move to, but like I said, picking up on social cues, putting yourself out there, going to new places is going to help you find people that are interested in the same stuff as you. So that might help you find a mate. That might help you find the love of your life, or it might just help you find a lot of people that you don't like and give you some great stories to share with your friends back home. And if you're somebody who's moving out here and has a long distance thing going where your significant other is back where you came from or even in another place entirely, there's definitely a lot of ways to make things work. Again, I'm not in a relationship and I've never had to deal with that long distance thing for an extended period of time, so... Don't quote me on this, but there's lots of resources out there. There's lots of people who um, have support groups and different of different types. There's lots of people who can give you advice on. How to make that sort of thing work and especially if your significant other is going to be moving out here that's a huge thing to deal with I've talked to a lot of people who moved to a completely new place with their significant other and it puts all kinds of new stresses on the relationship so that's another thing you definitely want to consider either before you move with your your significant other or when you move with them just understand that the relationship is going to change and that there's going to be a new level of depending on one another as well as New things that you're gonna discover about your partner that you may or may not like. And it's perfectly okay to decide after moving with somebody to a completely new place that they're no longer the one for you. It might suck if you have to depend on them for rent because you guys are locked into a one year lease, but you don't have to stay with them just because you guys both moved from Chicago to Texas. You know, two of you can go your separate ways and still set up your new lives in your new city and be perfectly happy without one another. But don't get locked into thinking that you need that support system because it's the only person there. You can and you will find new people to care about and that care about you. So that's the only advice that I can give that has been repeated to me over and over again from other people who have actually lived through this. One other thing I do want to say is don't be afraid to set up some roots. I am like the worst at this and my roommate was making fun of me for it the other day, but don't be afraid to decorate your apartment. Don't be afraid to have a local bar that you go to all the time instead of going to different places don't be afraid to like make yourself known to the neighborhood you know grocer or baker or whatever and to you know have potlucks and stuff with your neighbors or invite them over to watch the game or something like that don't be afraid to actually set up roots and to actually make it feel like home because that's going to be one of the things that really helps when that loneliness sets in and it does creep up on you again and again if you're anything like me um and you're moving literally thousands of miles away from everybody that you've ever known and loved, it's scary. It's frustrating. It is exhausting and it is something that you're going to have to figure out for yourself. But for me, everybody that I grew up with is basically back on the East Coast. I have a handful of friends who I went to college with or high school with who are in California and I very much rely on them. But for the most part, I know that my mom is across the country. My siblings are across the country. I don't have roots already built into LA. So knowing that I'm going to try and be here for a while means that I have to set up those roots and, you know, I could end up being the one who's here. I could end up having a family and setting up roots here. And now this is where my kids are from. This is where my grandkids are from. This is where my great grandkids are from. So um don't be afraid to set up those roots and claim something new. I'm still always going to be a Jersey girl, but... Maybe I'm a Jersey girl who now lives in LA and claims it. So before we wrap things up here today, I do want to let you guys also know that part of moving to a new place is knowing when to leave it. Now, you, like I said, might move to some place and you're setting up roots and you're going to be there for generations to come but you might also have just moved to a new place because you wanted to work a specific job. You might have moved to a new place just to experience the culture for a bit. You might have moved to a new place because you were young and wanted to live in a city and wanted to have fun, but now you're getting older and you really want to move to the suburbs. But listening to yourself and listening to whether or not you're actually happy where you are is major. There's no point in staying in a city that isn't giving you anything else. If you've gone as far as you think you can go professionally there, if you aren't having any luck with love, if you aren't finding the kind of friendships that you want to find, or if you're just finding yourself living paycheck to paycheck and really just strapped for cash every single month, at the end of the day, it's not worth it. And that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to move back home to where you came from, but maybe that's when it's time to explore something new. From personal experience, I realized that San Diego was not for me when First of all, like I said, I wanted to work in entertainment and LA was right there, but it seemed like everything was still so far out of reach. I expected there to be more opportunities for me being so close to LA and there really weren't. And the opportunities that I did get just weren't what I needed in order to advance. And then, like I said, it was really hard for me to find black people. And that was something that was important to me. It was important for me to have a circle where I felt comfortable and where I felt like I could be myself. And I had a decent group of friends that I loved hanging out with, but I needed more and I wanted more. And um, I also just hated my job after a certain point. I wasn't happy going into work. Not that I didn't enjoy what I did, but I just wasn't excited to wake up in the morning and go in. There were days where I really just wanted to call out and pretend that I was sick because I had no passion for it anymore. I had no desire to want to go into the office. And That can happen anywhere, but if you have no ties to the city and you can pick up and move, it's worth a shot. It's worth you doing the research of a new place, finding out all that stuff I said in the beginning, the cost of living, the industries available to you, where you might want to live, researching if you knew anybody there. It's worth doing the extra work to move somewhere else and try something again. Because yeah, it's a little bit frustrating and it's a little bit tiring, but ultimately if it means that you're going to be happier then you might as well do it. And if you get to a place and you set up your roots and you build your community and you've got your great job going and all of that other stuff and you decide that you don't want to leave there, then don't. Find a way to stay. Find a way to fight. If it's too expensive, find a better job. Find side gigs. Find, you know, ways to get residual income, whether that's trading stocks, selling consignment things online, or even just doing odd jobs for people that you know. There are definitely ways to make your life work if you want it to work. And even in a place like LA where I've seen a lot of my friends come and go, there are ways that if you really want to stay here, you can stay here. I mean, it's going to be hard and it's going to be challenging and it's going to suck a lot of the time. You're going to feel like shit. You're going to feel incompetent and you're going to feel like you're not doing as well as anybody else around you. But I promise you, we're all kind of struggling in one way or another. When you're evaluating whether or not you should stay in a place, just think about what you've learned from where you've lived and what you think you need, because if that city can't provide that for you anymore, it's time to move on. So guys, ultimately, I just want you to realize that moving is a big undertaking, especially when it's a cross-country move or just a big move of any sort. I really went into this podcast with the idea of a person who is trying to move from one place to another and in this second location, you really don't have any foundation. If you're lucky enough to be planning a move to New York or DC or something like that and you've already got some family and friends over there... Tap into that network because that's super valuable and that's something that not everybody has. You are lucky. Take advantage of that luck because that is something that I wish I had when I moved out here to LA and I've really had to create for myself and build it organically. I'm fortunate now that I'm in a place where I have been able to help a lot of other people. I find myself giving advice to friends or family or just you know friends of friends who are considering a move to LA and are asking me advice about what I like, what I don't like, what they should expect. Same with San Diego and to a lesser extent, Sacramento and Bay Area. If you have a network to tap into, then do it and just put feelers out there. Like, don't be afraid to post on Instagram. I think I want to move to Kalamazoo, Missouri. Does anybody know anything about it? And can I DM you? Can we talk on the phone real quick and just like let me pick your brain a little bit so I can start my list of things to think about? But just don't think that you're going to be able to move to New York with $7 in your pocket and magically make everything work. Because nine times out of 10, no, not even, nine times out of 600,000, you are not going to be the one to get the record deal the first week that you move there. You are not going to be cast in a major movie. You are not going to be put in charge of a whole multi billion dollar company. Just because of one great idea that you put out there in a meeting. You are not going to be the exception to the rule. And that's something that's hard to face, but we all have to come to terms with it. If you are, then shout out to you and please hit me up because I need some of your luck to rub off on me. But majority of the time, you are not going to be the exception. You're going to be the rule. And so plan your life around being the rule, but hope that you're the exception. Work towards being the exception. That's how I live my life and hopefully that is something that you guys can take away from this episode because moving is something that we're probably all going to have to do at one point or another and if you can avoid a lot of the mistakes that I made then I'm hoping that you do but if you find yourself just you know feeling lonely Trying to find a way to set up your life, trying to figure out what jobs to get, figuring out cost of living, trying to find romance, or even just deciding whether or not to stay in this place that you've just spent all this time and money and effort moving to. If you find yourself wondering any of that stuff, please come back and listen to this podcast and just reevaluate based on everything that I said here. You can also just hit me up. I get bored sometimes and I want to just talk to new people and hear about their story. I love a good story. I'm a storyteller by nature and I am always looking for new people to fascinate me and who are interesting and who have some interesting stories to tell. Hit me up and I'll help you talk through it. I'm not an actual life coach, but you know, I'll give you bad advice and then Whitney can help clean it up a little bit for me, hopefully. And if you have questions specifically about L.A., definitely hit me up. I'm always open to um, answer those questions. But that being said, um, thank you guys for tuning into this episode. I think I've hit my limit. Hopefully I did Whitney proud and hopefully you guys take away some good advice from this episode. If you are interested in finding out anything more about me, you can follow me on Instagram at a underscore F-E. That's A-Y-E underscore E-F-F-I-E. A-F-E. Like I said, I'm from Jersey, guys. Um <laughs> and my podcast is Queen's Table Talk. Like I said, we really focus on the sentiments of young women of color and we usually focus on topics that are relatable to black people and millennials. So, I think it's pretty dope. You can find us at Queen's Table Talk on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, or you can visit our website www.queenstabletalk.com. You'll be able to find links to listen to our podcast. We are available on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts, so tune into us there and And until we meet again, guys, I guess this is, this is goodbye, you know, but it's more like a see you later. I'll talk to you guys very, very soon. I'm sure. Have a great rest of your day, guys. And um, hopefully Whitney's back next week. Send her good vibes, prayers, whatever you guys do, healing crystals. I'm sure she will appreciate it. Bye.